Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Good morning, Mr. Powell. Hello there, Brother Kapow. Today is Freedom Friday, and it is June 14th, 2019. All day or just part day? All day. Wow, 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 wow. What's the next witch of High Holy Day? Uh, That would be June 21st and 22nd, which is the summer solstice. Okay, so got to be careful on those days. I'm just I would saying. even caution you the night before the twentieth, which yeah. is uh, what Thursday. Yeah, because there's you know there's witchcraft in the air all the time, but on these special uh, holy days they do uh, more stupid than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm serious. We're Definitely. really serious about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Today, you know, I'm going to title this show, I'm going to title this show, uh, The Carnival That We Live In. You know, a lot of times I refer to this life, this fault system that we're in, because it's not real. It really isn't. The only thing that's real is your eternal life. That's there's right. two worlds created, you know, I mean, I mean, not that God created two worlds, but there's, there's, there's two in existence here. We have eternal mindset. We want to... Uh, live eternally, have eternal life with our God. That's right. Amen. And we have to pass through this trial and these, this tribulation that we're in, this probation, if you would say, um, to get there. And you can't do it on your own. You have to go through the the redemptive works of the Son of God, who there's no way to the Father but through the Son of God. Amen. Uh, and then, you know, you have, you're born into this, uh, you know, what you know we refer to as this prison planet, but you're, you're born into this place that's operating at a different spiritual level mm-hmm. by princes and principalities and powers. Of darkness. Rulers of darkness, yes, that are in the air. Mm-hmm. They're in the, in the heavenly bodies up here in the second heaven probably. And they've created this very false, false world, this very false drama, much like the TV they create, the entertainment and movies they create, that it's not real, it's, it's fictionalized. The whole world, the whole life system is fictionalized. I know it's, it's bizarre, a bizarre concept when you're not used to thinking that way, but it really is. And at the end of the day, whether you pass from this fictionalized world through death, you know, you die, and your your spirit, which God created, is returned to God mm-hmm. before. I'm talking before judgment, before you, because you will be judged for every word, action, um, every rebellion, every every rejection of the things of God. You will be judged for that. 
But as your spirit returns to God, you realize, well, that's, that is the real, that's the reality. And what you've been living is just a shadow, just a dream. Uh, The ancient Chinese knew this. Uh, Native Americans knew this. A lot of ancient cultures understood these things. Um, You know, and, and of course, today we think we're so smart, but we're so spiritually separated from the real spiritual reality. It's, it's sad. Can't really see it. But we live in a carnival. It's just a big, I refer to a lot of times as a matrix or, you know, um, like Toontown, you know, like oh, a bunch yeah. of cartoons. Mm-hmm. Have you looked at the news? It's just like a bunch of car- cartoon characters. Really, it's unbelievable. And the characters are brought in and out uh, as bread and circuses. They keep us either entertained or fearful, you know, or preoccupied to not see the truth of things. You know, that's right. so that, yeah, that's my rant. So we're going to call that, you know, the, the show, the carnival we live in. And we're going to talk about some very strange, when I say UFO, I mean unidentified flying objects in the sky in the literal sense. They're unidentified, don't know what they are. I'm not saying what they are, where they come from, but they're strange things in the sky, both locally and, um, you know, around. A couple of things that we're seeing that looked very Bizarre. Uh, similar, <laughs> bizarre. And then this uh, weird thing that caught on a, a security camera that I've, I've spent time trying to analyze. And uh, it just, just weird, you know, and there's a lot of hoaxes out there. And there's a, there's a lot of technology to make things look very real in this unreal reality because it is unreal. So, you know, when you have computer-generated stuff or AI-generated stuff, you can't tell the difference, like deep fake video. It's because the whole the whole system that we're in is deep fake. Mm-hmm. So it works real well with that. And we're going to talk about uh, the American Medical Association, which, you know, growing up, you know, I always thought, you know, medical professionals, uh, you know, in America gathered in one place discussing medicine and health for the benefit of humanity. I mean, right? I mean... That's what they were designed. Yeah. You know, were told. Yeah, you were told. And I would always, I would, you know, if, if you're reading an article or here's a recommendation by the American Medical Association that says drink a cup of orange juice a day and it'll keep, you know, gout away. You know, you go, oh, well, they got to know. They're smart people, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to show you what a carnival we live in. Medical mm-hmm. America, the American Medical Association is is no less a carnival or a cartoon-like structure than the CMA Awards, mm-hmm. you know, or the Grammys. Or and they're not for our benefit. They're not for your benefit at all. Yeah. And you can see this in the world we live in. And then uh, we're going to talk about some uh, artificial intelligence, which um, is really getting, I would say, getting out of hand. But I think it's just really coming to fruition where we yeah. realize... Um, you know who's running the show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, seriously. You know who who knows uh, what's really coming down from this artificial intelligence and what you think might be human based is not. And it's some weird thing uh, on the moon. I'm not sure it's true because it comes from NASA. NASA lies. Yep. But we're going to talk about it anyway because if it is true, it could be a sign in the sun and the moon and stars. If it's not true, it's just another NASA lie. 
um, for whatever various reasons. I'll let you decide. And then we'll end with the working witches of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. real working witches and how this is so much in our face now. Um, they look like, a lot of them look like men. Hmm. hmm. Anyway. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a big carnival. It's a big circus uh, that we're in, right? Just a mm-hmm. big old carnival. The reality is your eternal life. Your reality is getting on that bus, having your ticket punched, and your name written in the book of life. Yes, amen. Having a, It's about relationships, and it's mm-hmm. about a relationship with the creator God That's that right. created nature mm-hmm. and really created the real earth, not the phony system we're in, the phony culture, the phony society, Mm-mm. the phony things we see. He created the real things. And it's about having that relationship. He's and the one true living God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's the one true living God. There is no others. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them are little G. Little G mm-hmm. wannabe has been little demon gods. Only one true living God. And he knew that you know once, we, once the human race had fallen and been, been deceived, been beguiled, mm-hmm. now we're all born into this, this matrix, this prison planet. He had to provide a way for us to get out. And he did that by becoming flesh and um, actually providing the the way, the the, the shedding of blood, um, the way for us to get out. And it it requires a faith. It requires a a belief system Mm -hmm. that goes beyond just, oh, I believe. It it, it goes to a trust. Mm -hmm. It's the faith of Jesus. Yes. It's the faith of Jesus Mm -hmm. that instills in you. So anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, email me, and yeah, I'll, ex- I'll explain it to you. Mm. It's just basically the, the gospel message, but you may not have heard it put like that, but that's what that is. So that's, that's what we're living in. And um, things are not getting better, and they're not going to get better. Uh, it's going to continue to get worse. Uh, today's headlines are, are worse than yesterday's. It's going to continue to get worse until the iniquity, till it's all filled up and the clock of history stops. That is going to happen. I, I fully, 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 fully believe that 100% that that's going to happen. May not happen in my lifetime. May not happen in your lifetime. But it's going to happen at some point. Amen. What I can also mm-hmm. guarantee, I can guarantee this 100%. I can guarantee this to you 100%. Here's a guarantee. Everybody on this earth is going to leave their body behind at some point. We call it death. But at some point, the spirit of, of a human will be separated from the suit they're living in. That's what you need to be concerned about. That's what people are not concerned about and paying enough attention to what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't unring that bell. That's all. It's, it's really not that complicated. Yeah. Right? That's right. Okay, Miss Cabell, why don't you give them a shot of truth? All right. In light of these uh, stories that we've been reading on Freedom Friday, I have Ezekiel twelve two that says, Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house who have eyes to see but do not see, ears to hear but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. And then Proverbs 4.19 says, The way of the wicked is like darkness, and they do not know over what they stumble. 
Boy, I really like those. Those are good. Well, thank you. Praise the Lord. I mean, that goes right with what I just said. I had no idea that's what you picked. See, the Lord knew. The Lord knew. I mean, <laughs> you, know, pe- you know, people, you live in a rebellious house. Mm. Brother Kapow was calling it a carnival. <laughs> mm-hmm. God calls it a rebellious house. Same thing. You're living in a false system that's not recognizing its creator. And there's a, there's a consequence to that. There's a consequence. Uh, huh. All right. Amen. Okay, Mr. Powell. First story. Now, it's it's. I'm not going to read these stories. I just want to talk about it a little bit. Right here in in St. George, Utah, which is about 45 minutes north of where we are located, uh, Southern Utah, there was a individual out there, and he spotted uh, an unidentified flying weird object. Wasn't just a blinky light, but it's a, it's a string. It looks like I don't know a string of pearls or something. String of lights. It's kind of multicolored. It's very unique um, in the sky. And so he's not a UFO believer. And and just let me say, I think a lot of people say, "Well, I don't believe in UFOs because it's it's associated with aliens from outer space. Mm-hmm. You know, these creatures from another planet." And that's because that's what's been taught. Mm-hmm. But UFO in the, in the pure sense is just, it's unidentified. You don't know what it is. And to totally dismiss everything you say, see as a, oh, that was a test rocket from California, even though we saw it all the way in Utah and no one else reported it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was a Chinese lander or it was, it was geese who swallowed, uh, you know, fireflies or whatever. Because everybody can make an excuse for anything. Uh, the point is, is, is we just have to realize some of this stuff you can't explain. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation. Unless you have a solid, solid explanation, everything's a speculation. Right. So they are, in fact, unidentified objects, things, or lights that are, flo- that are, that are in, in the atmosphere. So that's, that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. You make up your own mind what you think they are. We all have opinions. But this guy in St. George is not unusual. There's there's activity out here. You know, we're not too far from Area 51 and all that stuff. You, know, you, you don't know if it's man-made or not. Who knows? But there was something in the, the sky that was very, very odd. So he he took his phone out and he, he recorded it. And he himself says, I don't believe in this stuff. But man, it was weird. It lasted for about three minutes and then it it disappeared. Mm. What it looked like was a string of lights hovering in the sky. And the the lights appear to be stationary, and then they form a shape that's like reminiscent of a pen. Just Mm -hmm. hanging there. It's very odd. Yeah, and he said it was only about 300 to 500 feet above ground. Hmm. Um, And it was a greenish-blue dot at the bottom with lines coming out of it and dots. You know, and I always tell you when we see these things or whatever... Um, in the past, these UFOs or strange objects were always so blurry yeah. or you really couldn't tell, you know what I mean? But now they are just so clear, you know I, what I mean? I mean, you can really see these objects and the shapes and what they look like, that they're, they have a, um, a tin to them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's different now. And so people are actually seeing it. And you're right. You know, with the with the the advent of better cameras on the phones, 
everybody has one in their pocket, you know. Um, you get better, better technology, and you start recording this stuff. And yeah, we're getting better, better um, footage. Yeah, footage of this stuff, absolutely. And you're right. In the past, it was always like, really, why is it got to be so grainy? You can't see. Well, now it's like, yeah, you know, no denying that there's something, something. there, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell you that I tell everybody this um, because it's like it's more and more mm-hmm. you know they increase more and more and they're different different ones so this this one in St. George came out um, June 10th okay so then here uh, on the I believe the 13th no the 12th June 12th so two days later um, this is from the mirror, and it says, uh, men film glowing snake-like UFO in sky before chasing it down as it disappears. And the picture of this one looks very similar to the one in Utah. Mm-hmm. Looks but like this, a big worm. <laughs> it looks, yeah, like a big worm. It does. But this one occurred in the deserts of California, okay? Mm. Not that far away, but far enough away where, you know, it could be the same sky. Right. Um, they call it bizarre footage. It's a mysterious snake-like UFO glowing over a desert in the U.S. Well, here's this guy, and what he does is he has a YouTube channel, and he records reptiles. He films rattlesnakes and you know lizards and different stuff in the desert, and he, he has an animal-themed channel. So he's out there at 29 Palms in California, He's 31 years old, and he's looking for rattlesnakes um, that come out at night and lay on the road and stuff and to, to film them. And he looks up in the sky, and he sees this this thing. And, um, hmm. yeah, he says uh, and he didn't know what it was. And he, he filmed it for about 30 minutes. Uh-uh. And they were baffled. And there's, there's a video of it. You can hear him talking. You can hear them talking in the background. And he says it... it at first, he thought it was like a light shining on the bottom of a flag or something, but it was too high to be in the ground. And um, it, it resembles like a worm squirming mm. in the sky. Um, it had little white patches, but also black rippling along its body. Very, very odd. And uh, so he said he watched it, and then it just like, boom, hurled to the ground, mm. vanished. So him and his buddies ran out to the desert to try to find it, and they couldn't find anything. So I don't know what it is. So I mentioned that because they both look very similar, but one's in California and one's in Utah. If you care to look at these things, I have both stories up on our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media Facebook page, and both stories are up there, and you can look at them both, see what you think. Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing I just want to mention, once again, I don't know what this is. It looks very, I would hate to use the term alien because you think that's, a, you know, from outer space, but it looks very gray alien. It, it certainly does not look human to me. Mm-mm. It doesn't even look like a little kid to me because it's just too long and skinny and... Um, it, it, it's, it, though it's Plus a, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, very creepy. It has a humanoid form, but the legs and the, the, the body, it's just different. And I took this thing, I took this video, and I put it into, um, you know, iMovie. 
And then I slowed it down and I went frame by frame to really analyze this thing. And I got to say that, could a human move this way? A human could move this way, but it'd be highly unlikely uh, to move this way. It moves like a like a marionette, like a puppet. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not a puppet. It's the size of a car. Um, anyway, once again, this is on our Facebook page to look at. Very creepy, right, Ms. Capel? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't like it. This is also, uh, I got this from a Utah news agency. It's a legitimate news. The spectrum. The spectrum. It says, what the heck is that? Security camera captures odd creature. Viewers have theories. Now, uh, what's that name I told you? Uh, Go, do, 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 Doty? Doty, Doter. There's, some, there's something. Uh, I don't even got to watch those movies. But it looks like that. There's a creature in... Is it Harry Potter? No, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, something like that. Doter, yes. Doty, I forget. But, mm-hmm. um, and I see pictures of that creature. And this thing kind of, it does look like that, you know? Yeah, and he's creepy. Very I creepy. I don't like him. No. So what happens, and I also uh, vetted out the woman who posted this on her Facebook page. Her name is Vivian Gomez. If you go to this story, um, you can actually go right to her Facebook page and, and look at her Facebook thing. She has about 3,000 friends or you know followers. She just To me, she appears like a regular woman. She has a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's either divorced or separated from, from her old man. Um, she just, she posts pictures like, oh, here's, here's me and my kids. We're at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, here we are, you know, at, in at Florida Disney World or whatever. Here we are at the beach. You know, yeah. just regular stuff. She's, Nothing sensational. Yeah. And so she's the one that posts this. And she just, she's just very legitimate, at least what I'm seeing here. I'm not saying that it's real. Maybe she got hoaxed, mm-hmm. right, by some, you know, neighborhood kids with the, on her roof with a big puppet. Um Maybe Vivian Gomez doesn't even exist and we're all being hoaxed because it's a fake account. I don't know. I don't know this woman. It's just interesting to look at. So um, what, what she did is she she looked at her security camera her out of her driveway and um, it went viral. <laughs> but she didn't she didn't mean it to be. It just it did. Um the clip shows a short, scrawny figure with wobbly legs and floppy ears joyously gallivanting down a driveway. It really is skipping along. Uh, when you really look at this thing and look at the proportion of the body, the hands are real long. When I went fr- frame by frame, I saw the hands like longer than the pelvis. Mm-hmm. Well, way longer. Way longer. And then the legs are probably... Probably in proportion, maybe six inches wide at the thigh. I mean, really, really odd. Um, could it be a, a kid dressed in a Halloween costume, skipping around and everything? It had. It could be a very skinny, scrawny kid doing this, and maybe just the camera angle made it look like that. I don't know. You know, or maybe it could be something a little more sinister. Yeah. I don't know. What, you whatever, decide. You decide. It had quite quite the effect, but. Um, it shows this thing uh, looking weird. So here's what she wrote. She says, so I woke up Sunday morning and I saw this on my camera. I'm trying to figure out what the heck. Um, she says, first I saw the shadow walking from my front door. 
Then I saw this thing. Has anyone else seen this on their cameras? The other two cameras didn't pick it up for some reason. Interesting. And and sure enough, there's a shadow. The thing casts a shadow. It even casts a reflection uh, in the car windows and on the house window to the left. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's got about 9 million views on it now. Very strange. She doesn't seem like the kind of woman that wanted that kind of attention or was interested in that, but you know, I don't know. So if you want to go see it, look at that thing. It's very odd. You know? And I will tell you this, Miss Kapow and I, in front of our home, have a security camera. Mm-hmm. I have two. I have one by the gate and I have one in my front door. And I will tell you this, we have captured very recently, more than once, about six times now, some very, very odd things. Mm-hmm. Very odd, creepy. Some, most of the, most of the, in the, in the night, uh, and one during the day. Very odd. And I know if I were to share that with people, they'd go, "Oh, you know, you, that's a moth. Um, that's a flying insect. It looks bigger than the camera. That's a hummingbird. Uh, I don't know. You know, um, they, they would say a lot of things." That's fine. I'm not interested in hearing people's opinions on that. That's why I don't share it. But some very, very strange, uh, I want to call them creatures, have shown up on our camera. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Very creepy. Yeah, because some were entering our window until we stopped that. Amen. Uh, okay. First story. First story is American Medical Association. You're familiar with these guys, Mr. Bell, mm. right? From your university days? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you had to... Use their sites and quote them and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, they were the, the sources for truth, I'm sure, in the medical... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And these are the guys you would go to. Definitely. Yeah. Well, they had a meeting last Monday in Chicago. They had one of their... Uh, annual meetings, right? So here's what they come up with. They um, <laughs> they voted this last week to support state policies that would allow minors to override their parents' objections to vaccinations. Yep. Nice. And, and whether you're a vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer, what what really bothers me about this is they are trying to support states to make policies that would override a parent. Yeah, that's when not it comes, right. It is not right. Uh, there's some bad parents out there. There really is. But there's some very, very good parents out there. And if you're one of those good parents that have your child's best interest in mind, say, say let's just say they have... Um, Sports-induced asthma, so they can't they can't do physical exercise, and so you tell the school, little Johnny cannot participate in PE or other sports because he has asthma. But the American Medical Association says no, no, exercise is good for Johnny. If Johnny wants to do it, he can override his parents' objections. So little Johnny decides to play basketball, gets an asthma attack, and dies. We, I think that society would be appalled by that, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. But, but here's what they're doing with vaccinations. See, obviously there's some parents 
who believe that vaccinating your children leads to autism mm -hmm. and a bunch of host of other problems. Mm -hmm. That they believe vaccinations have a bunch of chemicals in them that are not good. So these parents, whether they're right or wrong, they're still parents. But now that if the kid, if you can convince the kid <coughs> that mom and dad are nuts, that the vaccination is good for you, they can override that. I have a problem with that. Yes. It says, moving forward, the AMA will encourage state lawmakers to institute comprehensive vaccine and minor consent policies. Hmm. Now, how do you think they're going to do that? How are they going to encourage the states? Probably through lobbying, yep. through kickbacks. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. You see that. Through education, right? Mm -hmm. Because well, they're, they're the medical people. Well, who are you not to listen to, to medical people? Uh, the policy recommendation came Monday at their annual meeting in Chicago, and it says here that the decision comes as the anti-vaccination movement gains strength nationwide. More and more people are seeing that there's something wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And then public health officials are blaming outbreaks and diseases like measles on those people who are not getting vaccinated. Huh. Hmm. Was there some that believe those vaccinations are causing exactly. the illnesses? Yep. So anyway, um, the AMA board said the prevalence of unvaccinated pediatric patients is troubling to physicians. Hmm. Is it? All physicians? Nope. Says many children go unvaccinated as anti-vaccine related messages and advertisements target parents with misinformation. Mm. So what they want to do is allow mature minors. Now, what's what, a mature yeah, minor? I was going to say, what's that definition of a mature minor? Yeah, because if you're 18 years old in most states, you're not a minor then, right? You're an adult. Mm -hmm. So a mature minor must be somebody over what age? Or is that just sub subjective? Mm -hmm. ah, he's four, but he's pretty mature. I mean, <laughs> he's an old soul. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're letting them pick their gender now at six months old. So, you know, maybe that's how you go with it. Um, mature minors would be able to provide informed consent to vaccinations. So that would ensure that these kids could access this type of preventive care. Mm -hmm. So like your, your mom and dad are nuts. Um, you know, take 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 the chromium, kid. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay. Now, here's the other thing. If that ain't bad enough, here's the other thing the American Medical Association voted to do. They want to bring national attention to violence against, well, the transgender community, but especially transgender people of color. See, what does that, what does any of that have to do with AMA? I, nothing. What does that have to do with, with the medical association? Mm -hmm. You want to bring national attention to violence against people of color who are transgender? What about the white transgender people? Well, well they're not quite as important yeah. as the black and brown ones. They're like irrelevant now. What about just regular school bullying or violence or, or child abuse against children? Mm -hmm. How about that? No, no, no. Transgender. So 
You know already by the story that the AMA is not your friend, that the AMA is really, in fact, a cult of satanic pieces of crap, mm -hmm. or else they wouldn't be promoting satanic agendas. You know what they also did? They encouraged doctors to play a more active role in reporting and preventing human trafficking. Now, I don't know how doctors report human trafficking. If, 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 you, if someone, a human is stole, stolen from somewhere and they're used as a sex slave. I don't yeah, think they're, they're, not, they're not bringing you to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, to clear up your mumps or your, you know, your, your, your pimples or whatever. Yeah. We want a clean product. <laughs> so the AMA is satanic. Amen. Okay, let's take a short break because... Uh, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Creepy, creepy in this carnival world. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts chapter 19 where there were seven sons of Sceva and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they try to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon-possessed, and they say, We adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, Hey, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy Demons in My Marriage Bed. A true story of spiritual warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces. And you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. That is not just a commercial, really. Miss Capel can attest to the fact that that book that she wrote Hell with right. me, yeah, we both wrote it together. We co-wrote it. We co-wrote it. That book has really helped her. Yep. I just recently, I am recently reading it, rereading it again, and it really blessed me. It's like, wow, God is awesome. And we're we're not just making that up. We're not mm -hmm. trying to sell you. Uh, what you know, nine ninety nine or whatever it is. We're not trying to sell sell you that. I mean, this really is a. We wrote that to help other people go through what we we went through. I don't think you know a lot of people are going to prevent what, you from going from. What yeah. Going oh, that's the best thing. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. The best thing is preventive. Um, unlike the AMA, who wants to give you crap, we would like you to be healed. By not even getting sick in the first place. That's right. But the, you know the the thing is, is most people will not go to the to the level that we did, but they will be just as infected and not know it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why we went through the level, obviously God had a plan for us. And, um, you know, to, to, to break out that message. But that is a very, very good book. And it's Excellent. a very good training manual on how to keep these demonic entities, this this carnival world that we live in, and it's, it's so easy to get infected nowadays mm-hmm. because all the barriers are broken down. Yeah, so it's important that you are grounded in the truth of God. Yes. And to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Amen. It's imperative. Yeah, and Miss Capel, you know, recently she's like dealing with some spiritual issues and spiritual mm-hmm. struggles. And she says, you know what? She goes, this reminds me so much of what we went through back in 2006. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. And yeah. so, so I've been reading it and it really has ministered to me. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things you forget. <coughs> and it, was, it was 13 years ago mm-hmm. that brought things back. So it, it, it uh, fueled me. It regenerated me. It, you know, put a new fire in me. And, you know, I praise the Lord for that. Yeah, isn't that cool? So mm-hmm. that's that's what it's about. So, I, you know, we're not just saying that. I mean, the author herself, we're reading the book and, and, and getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. It's really, it, it is it is really well worth your time, folks. Mm-hmm. Amazon.com, hardback. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, paperback. You can get an ebook. If you want to know more about it, go to fifthhookmedia.com, our website. Um we have everything on there. Plus, we have all the music we've done, and every music video associated with the song is on fifthhookmedia.com. Um, there's teaching on there. There's all kinds of stuff on the website. Mm-hmm. Go to the website. <coughs> okay, excuse me. Next story. This is from Live Science. Science. AI, artificial intelligence, listened to people's voices, then it generated their faces. Hmm. This is super, super creepy. Did you notice, uh, Ms. Capel, that the faces are celebrities? Yep. Yeah, so they got these faces from educational videos on YouTube. Hmm. Um, so you have, I don't know the name of these actors, but I recognize some of them. It's just pretty amazing that the artificial intelligence, not based on anything else, individual characteristics only based on the sound of the vocal clip were able to get very close to generating a picture of that voice. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, I mean, to the point where they got the age and the, oh, the gender, absolutely right on, and the race. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. To me, that sounds like profiling. It is. Well, that's what I, I posted this on Facebook, and I said, so the the AI is, is both a racist mm-hmm. and gender biased. Mm-hmm. Because it did. If, if, a, if a black man, and they had a black man here, talking sounded like a black man, it mm. created a black man's picture. If it, and they had this. They held an elderly white female talking. And so it created... An elderly white female picture. Mm-hmm. Then I had a young, uh, you know, young guy talking, and it created a young white male. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but but why would it do that? Why would it be gender biased and uh, racist? 
Well, because it was trained by humans. Mm-hmm. It was trained what they call the, the neural network. It's deep. That itself is an interesting, excuse me, concept. It's how they train these uh, AI. What they do on a, on a neural network works a lot like a human brain would think. But they train it in layers. Like it, it would be trained, it would learn something, and then it would train upon that layer and upon that layer. It goes deep. It's deep learning. And like um, not too long ago, artificial intelligence beat the best Go players in the in the on the on, on Earth. Um, and I'm not quite sure the game of Go, but apparently there's more mathematical, you know, outcomes than you know sands of the sea. And uh, the computer AI was able to beat the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, of 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 humans and how they trained it was not by teaching it how to play go they trained it by having it watch hundreds and thousands and millions of go games mm-hmm. and then play against itself and other computers and it became this monster that's unbeatable yep uh and that's our reality so it's really the, the reality that was created here in this matrix has has come to a point now with this you know AI and stuff you really don't know anything that's based on anything that mm-hmm. you see um so the article says you know have you ever constructed a mental image of a person you've never seen based on their voice yeah you know sure. right now i'm talking and you're probably going um i'm picturing a very young handsome man uh, very intelligent, mm-hmm. with beautiful, uh, a wavy uh, man bun, <laughs> and, a, and and a cool hip, <laughs> and a cool hipster uh, beard, and you're probably picturing me right now sitting here wearing skinny jeans and drinking a latte with uh, Birkenstocks. Yeah. But nay, nay, if you were to see a picture of me, you'd go, "Who's the fat Mexican?" Oh, you're not fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big man. He's muscular. Who's the big muscular Mexican? And uh, who cut his hair? And why can't he afford a good haircut? <laughs> You'd be saying stuff like that. And oh my God, you know, put some Grecian formula in that beard. You're scaring the kids. No. But you know, you try to vase it, you know, out of my out of my voice. Uh, now, if you say, "Well, Miss Capalza sounds like a very beautiful woman," well, then you'd be right because she is. She's very beautiful, very intelligent. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and she has a little button nose. <clears throat> okay, so, but anyway, artificial intelligence, AI, could now do that, create a person out of a mental image. And they generate a digital image of a person's face using only a brief audio clip for reference. Wow. Now, uh, have you seen these videos, these deep fake videos where they can make, uh, you know, they have one of Obama talking. Mm, yeah, yeah. And his mouth is moving and his eye, everything's going. And he's saying stuff he never said. He's giving yeah. speeches he never did. Yeah. And it is, you cannot tell the difference. It's deep fake videos. And in, you know, if it's true or not, you're reading that there's concern coming up to this election year over these deep fake videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be, if you don't have it on video, it didn't happen. Even in a court of law, they need video against you mm-hmm. for evidence. Well, now, now they can do that. You know, it's like that Tom Cruise movie. What was that? Um, 
Minority Report? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Very much like that. Scary. It's um, it's like they reveal themselves uh, to fictionalize the truth. Mm-hmm. So then when you got crazy people like us talking about it, you can go, oh, that's just like that movie. Mm-hmm, that's where mm-hmm. you got it. You've been watching too many movies. No, we live in a carnival. It's true. But they fictionalize the truth. Well, it's like what the Lord told me. Nothing is real in this world. Nothing. Nothing. It really isn't. I mean, on every level. Um, it's all a lie. Yeah, I mean, this article here could be a lie. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know anybody who is there mm-hmm. who could do this. I'm just reading it. Um, but anyway, it's called name. It's named speech to face. It's a neural network, which is so that's deep, deep learning. Mm-hmm. And it thinks in a, in a manner similar to the human brain. And it was trained by scientists on millions of educational videos from the Internet that showed over 100,000 different people talking. And so from this data set, speech-to-face learned associations between vocal cues, certain physical features in a human face. Wow. Researchers wrote in a new study all about this. They said the AI then used an audio clip to model a photorealistic face matching the voice. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, They published it May 23rd in the uh, preprint journal of Arvix. Um, hmm. You know what I think is interesting because down the a little bit down in the article, mm-hmm. it says that the AI has already shown that it can produce uncannily accurate human faces, though its interpretation of cats are frankly a little terrifying. And we saw something like that on YouTube, remember? Yeah. Or somewhere we saw something like that where they were actually trying to um, make ca- uh, cats. Yeah. From other cats, and they were all um, mangled. <laughs> it, it, you know, in fact, when you scroll down this article, mm. and it says you would also like, if you scroll down the very oh, bottom, yeah, 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 yeah. that what you're talking about is is one of those articles. Okay. And it says AI sucks at making adorable cat photos. It nearly misses the entire point of the internet. And it's true. If you look at that, they're all their faces are yeah, just, they're like deformed. Yeah. So how is it that, I mean, they could generate a human face based on a voice. Yeah, but you would think a cat would be really simple. Oh, it's yeah. another cat. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Maybe we need to all go out and get cats and that's how you can determine what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Uh, the other one, if if people haven't seen this, I would highly suggest it. And it's it's... It's linked to this article I'm talking about, the animated Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was created by artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Even they say it's terrifying. And it really is. If you really think about it, it's the Mona Lisa, and they made her uh, talk, like talk. She's moving. Mm -hmm. She has expression. Her mouth is moving. Her eyes are moving. Just like a real video of a real person. Mm-hmm. And they can make her say whatever they want. Yeah. Now, you, you look at that and go, oh, wow, that's the, the day we live in, the technology. But you really separate yourself from that. And think about how this would have affected somebody 50 years ago mm-hmm. or 100 years ago. It's like a nightmare. The, the Mona Lisa's animated. It's an image. It's, it's a beast giving life mm-hmm. to the image. It is... Oh, 
My goodness. That's unbelievable. That story is also linked to this one. So go to our Facebook page, AI listens to people's voices, or go to Life Science and try to find it. Type in Mona Lisa animated or something. It's really creepy. Yeah, it's like Revelation thirteen fifteen that says, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Wow. So it's a, it's a, so yeah you know and it kind of start, I know it kind of starts making sense because you're thinking well why not just have the beast say it mm-hmm. right why but it's an image of the beast and of course I remember growing up hearing that scripture and the image of a beast to be always to be was like an idol you know they created this big and maybe I saw it on one of those chick tracks or something you know but the idol mm-hmm. and then it starts moving its mouth but if you if you look at where we're at with this AI they can make Mona Lisa animate. Mm-hmm. They can make a face, a human, based on a short clip of a voice. Yeah, they can make a beast talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can make, they can make, if you want to call Mona Lisa a beast, you, you can make the beast talk. Mm-hmm. They're animating her face. It's, I mean, look at this thing and think about what somebody 100 years ago, what your grandparents would have done, what your parents would have done if they would have saw something like that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Creepy. Dear Jesus. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, okay, this is, um, I don't know if this is true or not. Number one is from the Daily Star. Number two, it's from NASA. But they said something's not right. Uh, there's a mystery mass Five times the size of Hawaii is found under the moon, a moon crater, the biggest moon crater. Now, when I read this article, one of the first things I, I thought is, well, how do they know that? I mean, how can you test it? Who went up there? Oh, we used to have the technology, but we lost it. I would go back to the moon in a heartbeat, but we lost the technology. Right? Mm-hmm. So take it for what it's worth. But it says a massive metallic anomaly found beneath the moon and solar system's largest crater, I don't know how you'd know that either, (laughs) has sparked a conspiracy frenzy online. Uh, Of course, they have Tyler from Secure Team. You know, they have his videos there, you know. Tyler. Mm -hmm. Uh, Researchers believe the gigantic pile of metal may have been deposited by a powerful asteroid strike. They're guessing. They say they're guessing. The remains of the asteroid could be buried beneath the South Pole Aitken Basin, a crater that measures approximately 1,553 miles across and eight miles deep. It's five times bigger than Hawaii. Uh, Dr. Peter James, he's a professor of planetary geophysics Mm. from Baylor University, was at Babylon University Babylon. in Texas, said, quote, imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the Big Island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's roughly how much unexpected mass we detected. Mm. So they detected something very odd. The discovery was published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters in April. 
It was made after astronomers measured slight differences in the moon's gravity using data collected by NASA's Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory Mission or... Grail. Grail. And it makes you think of the Holy Grail. Grail. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the Holy Grail. NASA loves acronyms, don't they? They sure do. They love acronyms. Man. So that's what I mean. It's 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 astronomers get data from NASA, so you don't know. Uh, it says they found the force of gravity was affected by the gigantic mass as it weighed the basin floor downward by more than half a mile. Um, you know, I'm no scientist. I don't know how they, they figured this stuff out, but... Uh, renowned conspiracy theorist Tyler Glockner, Tyler, <laughs> has since posted. You know, he, he always, he's the one who always goes, "Hello, guys." Yeah. Hi, guys. In this video, I'm showing an alien smoking dope. Uh, anyway, Tyler has posted a video offering his take on the fine on Secure Team Ten. Hmm, I wonder what mm. that could be. Yeah, wonder what his take is. Oh, uh, probably an alien moon base. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so very odd. Now, if this is true, if it is true, and I don't know if it is, it may fall under the category of signs in the sun and in the moon and on the earth, distress of nations, uh, with the waves and seas a-roaring. Uh, people's, uh, their hearts failing for fear of the things coming upon this earth. Right, Ms. Capel? That's right. Now, let's uh, talk about man-witches. Mm. Remember the man-witch? Yeah. <laughs> the man-witch was delicious. These man-witches are not delicious. No. Uh, this is supposed it's to be a female. Evil. It looks just like a man to me, but yeah. what do I know? The Working Witches of Los Angeles. That is the angels, the city of the angels. Why do you think they call it that? Hmm. Figure. City of the Angels, because there was stuff going on there, man. Mm-hmm. You know what they want? You know what the witches want for you, Ms. Capel? Yes, they want you to be your best self. That's all. Best interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's this gal. She's called the Oracle of Los Angeles. She was frazzled. Just frazzled. It was already 2 p.m. in the afternoon. She hadn't had time to prepare lunch, so oh, she's no. hungry. Mm-hmm. You don't want a hungry witch. Mm-mm. Um she couldn't even app, you know, wipe the ash from her altar. Oh, no. That's horrible. Uh, there was a tarot card client that just left her uh, house. There was a smell of incense lingering in the air. And then, in an hour, she was scheduled to meet with another client who was struggling to complete his Ph.D. thesis. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to ask Satan to help us there. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, she still had to prepare for her weekly podcast. My goodness. Oh, and create a purifying ceremony for a new business. My goodness. Oh, and get her nails done for a reality TV appearance. Oh, my goodness. This is a busy witch. And then her downtime, she is consumed with writing. Mm-mm. Yep, it's a memoir. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's the Oracle. She's also known by Amanda Yates Garcia. She's a former arts educator with a master degree in fine arts and writing, film, and critical theory. From Cuckoo-fornia uh, Institute of the Arts. Yeah. Uh, for the past eight years, she's made her living as a professional witch. 
performing energetic healings, intuitive empowerment sessions, and occasionally an exorcism. Hmm. She teaches workshops on the art of magic online and on her home. But check this out. She does it on independent stores and sites like the... J. Paul Getty Museum. Now, what in the world is the J. Paul Getty Museum aligned with this kind of stuff? Because they're satanic as well. Yeah. My goodness. The Oracle understands the value of marketing, so she devotes several hours to outreach, updating her website, doing tips on social media, Mm -hmm. how to break a curse using the disruptive energy of a lunar eclipse. Um, so she says, if you think being a witch is just sitting around doing spells all the time, you're wrong. Half my business on Instagram, right? How did the other witches do it? I don't know. Just I don't know how they did. They drove around in brooms, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. They used their um, their their orb, their ball. Oh yeah, crystal that's ball. right. That's right. They had a crystal ball. Well, this one's using Instagram instead of a crystal ball. And that's her problem. <laughs> Go back to the old technology, no, Oracle. Know. Mm. Um, anyway, there's free-spirited members of the pagan religion, Wicca, or witches, a little bit. And it, the article says, and this is the Los Angeles Times, by the way, said that uh, today's working witches, whose prominence is growing. Thank you. They primarily see themselves as healers. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's always about the healing, isn't it? It sure is. It's always about, oh, I can help you with this. Well, they want you to be your best self. So <coughs> yep. that includes being Whole. healthy. Whole. Yeah. They help clients who are struggling to cope with life's hurdles. So they've become like coaches is what they, they have. Mm-hmm. Heartache, aging. Now, I'm struggling with aging, but probably because I'm getting older. I don't think it has anything to do with anything else. Mm. Oh, misogyny. Mm. Wow. Right. Well, can men suffer from misogyny or just women? I think just women. Okay. Well, you can tell who her clients are. Mm-hmm. Work stress. Uh, and who find that more culturally accepted remedies, such as therapy and meditation, just aren't cutting it. Uh, they want to help you be your best possible self. As the Oracle puts it, my contribution is to cultivate beauty and love in my clients and help them thrive. God, that's just such a lie. Oh, yeah. So they do all kinds of stuff, Mr. Powell. They, um, there's no state licensing board. There's, there's no oversight on witches. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her services run the gamut from herbal workshops to love spells mm-mm, mm-mm. to communing with spirit guides. Mm-mm. Uh-oh. Some charge up to 200 bucks an hour for their time. Yep. Wow, that's like an attorney. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Her name is Sarah Benicasa. Benicasa. Something about a house. No, but apparently she's a comedian and a writer. Oh, you can't Besides an oracle. Hello. Uh, she says, um, she saw the oracle last August. Says uh, It feels like part therapy, part religious ritual. Uh, you would go to see her like the way you'd see a rabbi or a pastor. See where we're going with this, folks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the new religion, but it's not really new, is it? Nope, it's not new at all. It's just old paganism. In 2017, the Pew Research Center examined New Age beliefs in America. And you know what they found? That 40% of respondents believe in psychics, and another 40% believe that 
inanimate objects like mountains and trees are imbued with spiritual energy. So that's quite a bit. That's almost 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, and 33% of Americans believe in reincarnation, 29% believe in astrology, and 60% say that they hold at least one of these new age beliefs. So that's a lot, 60%. Yeah, yeah it tells you where our culture's at. Mm. Woo! They say uh, witches are growing. People call themselves witches are growing. Interest in witchcraft uh, comes and goes, but it says it's growing among women. Mm-hmm. Young women. Young women. I think a lot of this is, you know, that whole socialist, uh, communist agenda, the whole political scene we're getting, the yeah. Hillary well, Clinton. Well, look at our celebrities. They all promote that. They're all, yeah. They're all promoting that. Yeah. 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 Uh, at least a half a dozen books on witchcraft have been released in the last six months alone. There's museums and universities like LACMA, UCLA, UC Berkeley, and Smith are actually inviting witches to lecture and do workshops on oh, campuses. Can you, oh, but, yet, but yet you go try and do a, a, a Christian thing or, mm-hmm. oh, man, oh, no, we can't mix with Asian state. Right, right. I mean, it just shows you where, you know, where we're at. We're just, we're sunk. Mm-hmm. It's over. The carnival's got to close. The carnival's getting near closing time. The fun house is no longer fun. Um, there's more places than ever to buy crystals, candles, incense, and other tools of the witch trade, both online and in stores. In Southern California alone... There was a magical supply shop called the House of Intuition. Don't mm-hmm. go there. Uh, it opened in 2010. In the last few years, it expanded into a full-fledged chain with storefronts in Pasadena, Long Beach, Santa Monica, Highland Park, and West Hollywood. Wow. That's, it. that's in less than nine years. See, that's... Big business, man. Pretty amazing. Yep, 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 yep. Instagram is a big thing. Witches love Instagram. So whoever's listening to me and you're on Instagram, just think about it. You're um, doing the same thing <laughs> that uh, they're using. Well, you know, whatever. I guess you can be careful. I don't know. But they say on Instagram there's 2.6 million posts uh, from witches, witches of Instagram. Dang, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it includes spiritual affirmations, gothic selfies, and a substantial sprinkling of cats. Mm. Which we've learned that artificial intelligence can't seem to replicate a cat. (laughs) Uh, Instagram has been a huge way to make magic and mysticism accessible for everyone, says Bryluna, who goes by the name Hoodwitch. How about Hoodwitch? Mm -mm. She has over 420,000 followers on the social media site. That's a little more than we do. Quite a bit. Quite a bit by 420,000. Um, <laughs> old witches try to dismiss it. Oh, those old school witches. They're still using crystal balls. Mm-hmm. But the internet has made it possible for black people, brown people, and trans people to be part of the community and this movement too. Well, yeah, because they're all inclusive, aren't they? Yeah. I don't see no white people in there. Mm-mm. White people can't be witches. White people can't be good witches. Sabina Magaloco, that's a good name, Magila Loco, an anthropologist at the University of British of Columbia at Vancouver, 
Here's what she says. She says the growing interest in magic and witchcraft is a natural response to a cultural movement in which many people feel marginalized and silenced. You can put parentheses Trump, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Old white man Trump, right? You could put that in there. Sabina is an anthropologist, but I'm sure she's a witch. She looks like transgender too. Oh my God, it's ugly. She says a loss of faith in institutions, that'll be your church and marriage and things like that, particularly Mm -hmm. the government, An organized religion, that'll be your churches, has led large swaths of the population to feel unmoored, like the world no longer makes sense. Studies have shown that people turn to magic and ritual in high-risk and high-stress situations. And that describes the world for a lot of people right now. People are flipped out! We have the queer witch. Mm -hmm. That's a scary-looking thing right there. Yeah, that's uh, who I was referring to. I oh, that was, one? Yeah. You know what else they call her? The Bruja. Mm-hmm. Remember, we uh, knew a waitress who called herself the Bruja. Yes, yes, we did. Right Remember here that? in uh, Mesquite. Right here in Mesquite. She was a waitress that served her, and she referred to herself as a Bruja, which in Spanish or Mexican means witch. So she's the queer witch or Bruja who goes by Loba Loca, Crazy Loba. Oh, that's witch. Uh, I mean, um, wolf, right? Crazy wolf? Mm-hmm. Loca Loba? Crazy female wolf? She specializes in herbalism, traditional massage. Oh, my Lord. However, much of Loba's work involves simply talking with clients or pure counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say she? I apologize to, to crazy crazy wolf. Yeah, you should. I was wrong. I, I'm so. See. I need to apologize. She uses. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It uses. They use the pronouns they them, they them. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? Hmm? Uh, them the queer witch or bruja. Them goes by. Luba Loco, them specializes in herbalism and traditional... I'm trying to make it up here because I feel so bad. However, <laughs> much of them's work involves them's simply talking with them's clients. How's that? Mm. Is that better? Woo. Yeah. You know what? It just flowed. It flowed so much better. Yeah. So she... Uh, oh, <gasps> I said she again. I, Ryan? <coughs> Jerry. Mm-hmm. Telling you. Them uses the pronouns they, them. Grew up in Peru and Chile. Chile, stinky feet. And now lives in a first floor apartment. Has a sprawling garden. And she has dozens of jars of dried flowers and leaves. Uh, some of these go into scrubs, moisturizers, facial sprays. Mm-mm-mm. And she sells these on her, oh, uh, they sell, them sell them's things on them's websites, on the, on the, on them's interwebs. I'm getting it. I'm starting to get the hang of it. Okay. Loba, they learned them's craft from peers and on trips to Mexico and South America talking to them's family members and their they healers. 
They see their work. Okay, that sentence don't make sense. What do you mean they see their work? Is it them that see the work or they? Because go by the pronoun them, they. I don't know why you have a they there. What the, what what pronoun is that referring to? Loba know. or the other healers? I don't know. We have to change the English grammatical form for it to make sense for trans people. It's not fair. They see their work teaching and supporting mostly queer people of color. Here you go. Why is it only queer people of color or trans people of color that get special treatment? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, all the minorities out there, including myself, we need to band together and go, no more of this, this witch stuff coming from people. Leave us alone, people of color. I kind of I bronze. I got a bronze glow about me. Yeah, you do. You know? Um, as feminist, oh, I like this one, anti-misogynist. Mm-hmm. That means man-hater, people. She has a T-shirt that says, I hate men. I'm a man-hater. I think I am a man. <laughs> she's a, oh, I'm sorry, not a, she's not, them as feminist, anti jason anti-misogynist, misogynist, anti-misogynist. Ooh, this is getting easier and easier for me. And political. You're wearing me out. I'm wearing myself out. All things they believe have, all things they believe have long been associated with the practice of witchcraft. Woo, I didn't make that up. That's actually in this article. They actually use the correct pronoun. All things they believe. My Lord. Uh, here's what she says that'll end it. For uh, I do a whole workshop on how the people who were burned as so-called witches in Europe were actively participating in dismantling the government. Mm. Wow. She, she, only, she only charges 45 bucks for an hour-long consultation on gardening or sexual health. Oh, and 150 for traditional bodywork and massage. Yeah. Isn't that called prostitution? Well, I don't know. Uh, That's the only way I support myself, it says. Or, I mean, they say. Gosh, that's... I'm getting it. I'm really... I'm learning here. I'm just... I'm really trying to be respectful. Um, anyway. Anyway, so the article goes on how bad Christianity was and how it killed witches and Christians killed people. Oh, there's a picture of uh, one of the crazy ladies. I mean, one of these altars... Ooh! Yeah. Walk into a home and see that you got to go, go the other way, because these aren't your friends. Yeah, don't stay for tea. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. So anyway, they think they're healers. Uh, they think they're doing stuff. Um, they're just, you know what? They're just misguided, crazy young ladies that um, listen to demons. They got the big antenna out there, and they've been deceived and. Well, the very last one, she's a witch and a spirit medium. Oh. Yeah. She's only been doing it not very long. Mm-mm. Um, Yeah, spirit medium, yeah. They got uh, pink roses center in the room. They got uh, meditative music playing. And she sweeps the negative energy out of her uh, 100-year-old A-frame house. Wow. She pushes a broom just like a real witch. Amazing. Only light and love may walk through this door. Protected from negative energy, psychic attacks, and this is important for demons to know, lower vibrational energy. Oh, yeah. We don't want no LVE around here. And she's the daughter of the sun and the moon. 
both. Mm, okay. Really? Okay. Uh, she used to be a musician. I'm sure she was really good. And she was a celebrity stylist. But now she earns her living channeling spirits and sharing their insights with her clients. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's a spirit guide coach, like you said. My goodness. Hey, she charges 200 bucks for a 75-minute session. Oh, yeah, she's expensive. There's good money in the, 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 the... There's good money in this nonsense. Wow. They get, they have a, they begin with an offering to the spirits, candles, flowers, sage, and chocolate. Mm-hmm. And a meditation. And then she goes into a light trance and she oh, starts talking to demons. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah. She says, I kind of picture it like we're all sitting around an old 70s kitchen table. Old, really? She says, we have a chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're so full of it. They have they? no idea what they're doing. No, they don't. Dear uh, God, this is awful. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I guess the point is that uh, it is increasing, if you want to believe that article. I, I do. I believe it. Oh, gosh. You yeah, can you see, see it around it. you. Yeah. You see it. Yeah, you see it all around you. And uh, they're turning into the, they're turning to this stuff, you know. It's ending. It's all going to end. The carnival is closing. Mm-hmm. The Ferris wheel is coming to a slow halt. And all the clowns. But it is coming to a halt. It That's is. Good news. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, Miss Pout. Ciao, baby. Ciao, ciao.
And for the 